This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door, in as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. Welcome to Pod Sauce. All right, there's a huge group of people out there that are obsessed with Saturday Night Live. Yes, yes. Uh, I, I have to say, I for many years love the show. Yeah. I, I don't know. There's just something about it. There's just this cult surrounding it. And now, if you are a fan of Saturday Night Live and you are a fan of obviously podcasting, that's why you're watching mm-hmm. our show right now. We have a recommendation for you. Yes, we and do. We have the host John Schneider of the SNL Network podcast on here. Yeah. John, welcome, buddy. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This is just, it's so cool to talk about what we're doing over here at the SNL Network. I love Covering it. all Ting's SNL, right? So like the recaps, uh, what happened on the show. And then I listened to the Hollywood Dish and at the end of Hollywood Dish, they actually spoke about, we'll get more into that within the, okay. the interview, but they talked about like what will be uh, happening on the next episode. Uh, on the, did I hear that correctly at, towards the yeah, end? Yeah. What's coming up 100%. on SNL? Yeah, so for sure. I mean, the thing about Saturday Night Live is obviously it's been around for 47 years. So mm-hmm. there's all different types of generations and demographics that are into the show. And we wanted to find a way to bridge the gap between the fans and the show itself. Obviously, you know, the people who are on the show, they are up and coming celebrities. These are names you're going to know for the next you know, 20 or 30 years. And how can we provide a service as fans of the show to other fans all around the world by letting them know you know, more information about these people uh, even before they become the biggest names in the world. So that's our goal here at the SNL Network through the uh, many different shows that we have on our podcasting platform. So how did you get into, because obviously, like you said, Saturday Night Live has been around forever, but how did you decide to make a podcast centric around, we watch, the show goes on the air, and then you go with a round table of other experts in the field to talk about the episode and really dissect the whole thing. So uh, the 40th anniversary of the show happened in 2015. And what they did at Saturday Night Live was bring back people who had you know, worked at the show since 1975 and all these different celebrities were there for you know, what people were calling the biggest night in television. Mm-hmm. And I had been a, a huge Saturday Night Live fan. Everyone always says, you know, when you're in high school, that's your cast. And, and I was you know, your typical Saturday Night Live fan that was going around and making music videos just like the Lonely Island guys and stuff like that. And uh, I was watching the 40th anniversary and I said to myself, like, I'm like, am I doing myself a disservice? 
by not understanding who these people are from the 70s and the 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. So uh, I went back and I watched about, you know, 45 years or 40 years at the time of, you know, seasons of SNL, uh, took a lot of notes. I wasn't sure what I was going to do with them. And, uh, you know, we marked down statistics and things like that because it's the closest thing to, you know, professional sports and television really is, you know, Saturday Night Live, this live show. Um, and then, you know, when the pandemic hit and a lot of people were looking for things to do, including creating content, uh, I thought to myself, I was like, wouldn't it be really cool to get some of the biggest SNL experts in the world to come and sit down and talk through each episode? And it doesn't always have to be the same people. It could be rotating people. So we can reach out to people from New York Magazine, from Vulture, Entertainment Weekly, um, AV Club, you know, all these different journalists, uh, super fans, uh, alumni of the show, people who were former cast members who wanted to just, you know, talk about their history at the show. And what ended up happening was, you know, people just, you know, kind of fell in love with the concept of uh, getting a little bit closer to the show, one degree closer just by being able to talk about it. So the fortunate thing is, is I feel really great uh, with the panels that we have, including, you know, how diverse a group they are, both, you know, from around the world. We have people from England, Australia, uh, all different ages, all different backgrounds, get to talk about a show that we can all relate to and love. Have you guys, and I haven't listened to uh, this particular episode yet, um, but do you have any existing episodes where uh, some of the hosts have come on to talk about, you know, their anticipation of or even like their fear and nerves as it pertains to as it pertains to hosting SNL? Because that is such a huge, you know, thing for a lot of people's careers. Uh, Have you guys had that yet? So we have only spoken to SNL alumni, including former cast members or former people who have worked at the show. Uh, but one of the things that was really surprising about what we've done, just coming from at it, uh, coming at it from a fan perspective, is I was reached out to by people who work at Saturday Night Live, saying that they listen to our podcast regularly to hear about the sketches and how they're doing, the, you know, how they did that week. Because yeah. uh, they don't get that immediate feedback. You know, you used to be able to open up like, uh, you know, the New York Times and read the review on, in the newspaper. And now people go to podcasts to hear about what people thought about their work. So yeah. um, th- that is the process that we're having right now. And, and that includes having some great talks with people at NBC Universal who seem to be really enjoying what we're doing. And my hope is that as we move to uh, season three of our podcast, you know, coming up in the fall, that we can start doing things like that, where we can talk to some of the hosts that are coming in, talk about their anticipation for the show and the process so that fans can even get, uh, could dive even deeper with Saturday Night Live. I think that would just be so dope. Yeah, I, I like yeah. The, the planning process yeah, behind it. I that, think that would be so dope. I mean, it's really cool to also hear that SNL or people inside of NBC are reaching out to you because I think that that shows that your show has gotten big enough that it's yeah. got the attention of people that are really making the show and I, I think that's honestly awesome. John, I, I gotta know. You've, you've now seen 40-some years of SNL. <laughs> Do you have a favorite skit or a favorite character that is at the top of your list? Well, I got I to gotta be careful because I, all the fans of the podcast know that this is a little bit of a faux pas. We, we say sketch, not skit mm-hmm. for, for SNL. So. Well, you know what? Here on Pod Sauce, we say... <laughs> no, here with Dax. <laughs> Because I went to UCB, so I know it's not a skit. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, yeah, I, there was uh, Peyton Manning hosted the show <laughs> in 2007. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so we're having fun. But uh, yeah, uh, Peyton Manning uh, hosted the show in 2007. Uh, one of my favorite hosts. He's he's like uh, one of the best one-time hosts that's ever been at the show. Uh, he did this sketch with Will Forte where he was a they called it the dancing coach, where he came in at halftime. Uh, Peyton and the rest of the cast were basketball players, and the coach. Will Forte came in and played a song 
strong and it, it just it's a wonderful mix and match of physical comedy and the line deliveries were so brilliant uh, that era in particular of the show uh we always call it the third golden era so for a lot of people growing up in in you know who are in their you know 20s 30s maybe early 40s these were people who they really really fell in love with mm-hmm. and i go back to that episode a lot as one being one of the greatest episodes in the history of the show it's funny you say that and that you pinpoint that particular time john uh, i'm not sure you know how old you are or even if you're familiar with the shows i'm about to mention but during that particular time more specifically so many other sketch comedy shows in that same vein you know were spawned such as you know mad tv and in living color uh you know how much has how big of a role has shows like snl just played in your your personal daily is it just more nostalgic because you like to go back to you know the early days of comedy or you know are you in the comedy space do you occupy the comedy space yourself so I don't. I come from more of a hosting background. I've like hosted events, and that's kind of what I translated into podcasting. Uh, but just I, I felt like the uh, there's an educational process when you're watching SNL and learning about this stuff that you you can't get anywhere else. And uh, it was so funny. I felt like there was it was like serendipitous. Every single time I would go back and watch an old season of Saturday Night Live, and I would learn about pop culture. Like that's one of the things that you can really do by watching old seasons of SNL. You get to learn about what was popular in music at time, what was happening in politics, all that stuff. And then I would go around uh, whether it was I would. Friends, or you know, watching something on TV, I would see a reference to something I saw in an SNL episode from 1988, and then I would be like, "Oh, now I finally get that." So it was like, you know, pop culture 101 by going back and watching 47 years of SNL. That's so true. I just love how SNL can bring people together with yeah. those moments, especially with politics being made fun of, or you know, whatever's going on in the news, like you said, pop culture. Did you ever see the sketch? I'm going to remember. Get it together. Did you ever see the sketch with uh, Ryan Gosling when he was hosting the Close Encounters sketch with Kate McKinnon? No. It is by far, that is my number one sketch. It is the funniest thing. John, please back me up and say how funny that one is. Because Ryan Gosling also (laughs) breaks character and starts laughing because Kate is grabbing his butt. (laughs) It is the best skit they have ever done, in my opinion. You have to send send me that one because the one that, to me, tops them all is Black Jeopardy. Sorry. <laughs> but it does. I mean, yeah. I'm talking Tom Hanks was yeah. uh, some, was a, a contestant on Black Jeopardy. Uh, the late Chadwick Boseman was a contestant. I mean, almost everybody was. Here's the great thing about all the sketches that you're talking about. They're all recurring sketches. Yeah. Yep. Recurring characters. Yeah. So, you know, this is something that the show has actually gotten away from a little bit in recent times. And that's something we talk about a lot on our roundtables and on our hot take show that we do immediately after the episode airs. We often, you know, we're live at, you know, 1 a.m. Eastern time on YouTube, talk, breaking down all the sketches and stuff like that. And one of our main topics is, you know, should they go with new concepts or do we like recurring sketches? And I I always find it fascinating when I hear uh, people like you who, you know, just fall in love with characters that they've seen multiple times and mm-hmm. then they stick with you and they're like, that's what SNL is about, right? You could think yeah. of all the famous characters for decades. What's well, like you think about that because with with uh, more specifically, uh, Keenan Thompson is the host of Black Jeopardy, but, you know, uh, it's like what you were talking about, how it can talk about politics, it can talk about uh, race relations. Uh, and, and you, they use that particular skit to show just how, uh, similar, we actually are, yeah. right? Because Tom Hanks, his character played like this redneck in the middle of like, I don't know where, and he's on Black Jeopardy. And you know, when they introduce him, all the other black contestants are like, who is this white guy? <laughs> you know, 
playing. But lo and behold, in the end, he ended up winning Black Jeopardy because he was answering the questions the yeah. correct way as it pertains to how he grew up. So, yeah, you know, John, just to piggyback off of what you're saying, the sketches within the show, more specifically, some of the more popular ones, uh, they can really bring you know people together. You kind of just want you want more of that, especially in these times. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and Alicia, like, how great is it, you know, when there's so much serious, like, you know, sometimes horrible things happening around the yeah. world that we can turn on the show at 1130 on a Saturday and just, you know, kind of, you know, uh, commiserate all together and 1, laugh at things that are happening. 1,000%. 1,000 So the episode that I went straight to um, when we were doing, I was listening to your podcast, doing some research for this interview, but I was like, Kim Kardashian episode. Oh, I was like, I'm going to go find it. Gosh. I was scrolling down <laughs> because I felt like it was such a big episode for just America in general because people wanted to hate her. So people were tuning in. Are we in. doing America in general? Is that what we're doing? Because well, people want, they were tuning in to, <laughs> to watch her fail. And then you had the other side there, Kim Kardashian fans, that wanted her to succeed. And then she kind of knocked it out of the park, in my opinion. I thought she did a really good job. So I wanted to go because, you, like I said, you had this round table where you've got all these experts weighing in. And it seemed like a lot of people actually really enjoyed Kim Kardashian being on the show. 100%. Like, I make this argument all the time. We, we, we have diehard SNL fans who are like, oh, my God, Kim Kardashian's hosting the show. Like, she's not going to be set up well to host and all that stuff. But you know what? Like, in 10 or 20 years, when you go back and you look at season 47 of SNL and you see Kim Kardashian hosting, it's another example of looking at Saturday Live to see who is the biggest name in the world at that time. And it's it's a moment in time that you can look at. So I always try and say, though we examine, and we do this a lot, we do, you know, three shows a week looking at every SNL episode. Um, I. I always like to say, let's take a step back and look at things from a macro perspective. If Kim Kardashian is the biggest name in the world and she's hosting SNL, that's a win-win for the show. Yeah, so you, you hear that? Shady McShaderstein's over here? Shady Kim I'm, Kardashian? I, yeah, I'm not even, I'm, as a collective, I'm just over the Kardashians as a whole. I, just, I get it. I yeah. would like them to just go live their lives, not publicly. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Just get off I their get asses and, and just stop being seen publicly. So, John, give, give me one name of uh, someone you want to see hosting the SNL stage. Ooh, okay. Uh, someone who hasn't hosted yet, Correct. to clarify? Yeah. Um, so, I would say uh, I would love to see Will Smith host the show. I feel That'd he's great. never hosted. That'd be Saturday great. Night Live. Yeah. He's never wow. hosted SNL uh, with Bel Air out right now. I feel like he would be a really big name to get for the show as somebody who's never hosted. Um, on a more niche level, I'm a big fan of Stephen Amell. I know that he's somebody who's wanted to host the show a long time, and uh, I would love to see him do that. Um, and then there's a lot of like really wonderful female actresses out there that SNL hasn't necessarily like tapped into. Zendaya, I think, would be uh, a huge Zendaya's name right now. never hosted. Uh, Never hosted SNL. SNL. Hmm. Yeah, and she's like the one of the biggest names in the world. And I yeah. feel like SNL should do everything they can to try and get her to host the show this year. So yeah, Euphoria yeah, especially since everyone, yeah, everyone's kind of giving her a little flack right now for this the uh, more recent season of Euphoria. As if you don't know what Euphoria is, <laughs> a little graphic. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. uh, you ready to? Yeah. So uh, you know, listen, we are a podcast discovery show. Is there any podcast that you yourself listen to that could recommend to our audience to check out? 100%. We have modeled our podcast based on another one, which is called Rob Has a Podcast. And uh, just really one of my one of my podcast mentors, truly, if you love uh, reality competition shows like Survivor and Big Brother, Amazing Grace, those shows, uh, he has set up a like a wonderful network of podcasts that's very similar to ours, where they break down uh, with different panelists about the shows that they see on a week to week basis. And uh, I definitely owe a lot of success for what we're doing over here to seeing what he does. Uh, the, the shows are absolutely hilarious. 
hilarious and it's just a, an amazing community that he has built which i'm trying to emulate over here at the snl network awesome love it well i'm gonna do a super shameless plug but i have a recommendation for you <laughs> it's called hollywood raw <laughs> Okay. Which is my other podcast. I'm not mad. <laughs> no, I'm gonna say check it out because we just had Chris Catan on, and that is oh, why okay. he was a phenomenal interview, and we dove deep into the beginnings of how he got onto Saturday Night Live, what it was like working in the writer's room, what it was like being friends with Will Ferrell at Groundlings and then move over to uh, Saturday Night Live and just the evolution. He came over with Jennifer Coolidge and obviously she didn't make the show, but she came in with him and Will and like all these people. And he just went through the heyday of Saturday Night Live and the evolution of doing his movies. I mean, it was just a really fascinating long form interview with a huge member of Saturday Night Live. No, that's fair. That makes sense. I can see why you did that. Yeah. I'm going to get yeah. off your back. Yeah. I, 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 well, because you know what? I feel like John would really appreciate that behind yeah. the scenes. He would. Yeah. So did, did there you go. Did he talk about his departure from SNL and he why he, that transpired? Talk, it, we talked about it all. I mean, we had an hour with him to just kind of talk about everything in his life and, mm. you know, big, big people that would come in to host the show that, you know, they would have him do the Night at the Roxbury thing. Mm -hmm. and there was guys that couldn't actually do the head bob, mm -hmm. so they didn't get to do the skit with him mm. because that skit was so big. So like Sylvester Stallone couldn't do the head bob. <laughs> and uh, there was just, there was other people that he brought up and it was just fun because that was like my era growing yeah, up. Like yeah. I loved that era of Saturday Night Live. Mm. Anyway, so there you go, yeah. Hollywood Rocks. You know what I love about that, Dax, is that like it, it, sometimes people see SNL as like this secret institution that they don't know what's happening on you know AH in, in New York. And when you get to talk to alumni like that and they break down all the stories and behind mm -hmm. the scenes of the sketches and moments you love from 20 years ago, there's really nothing like it. It's exactly. Just That's fair. That's love fair. It. John Schneider, host of SNL Network. Thank you so much for kicking it with us on Pop Sauce. My pleasure, thank you guys. Thank you. Peace. <laughs>